Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Apex Alder Ridge Tasting Room in Wooden Bell. Um, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello. And guest host Darnell Sue of Girl Power Hour. Mic check. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so feel free to give us a call at 323-843-6090 if anything that we happen to say intrigues you to the point where you have to pick up the phone and you have an opinion that you have to say. Um, that's kind of what it's all about. Yes, please do. So today's show is brought to you by Apex Alder Ridge and Street Theria Street Pizza, Seattle's first street pizza cart. Yes, it's really neat how they do it out there. I, it's, uh, they, it's very fun. Yes, it's not like the traditional wood-fired pizza that you see in a lot of the street fairs. It's actually using propane on a piece of stone. It makes them a uh, uh, person pan, uh, personal-sized pizza, and he makes it however you want for a very reasonable price. And he's usually you can find him on the uh, Seattle Street, uh, SeattleFoodTruck.com to find out where he's at. I love it. Yeah, we were excited because, uh, of course, you know, at Socially Savvy, we like to be the first one to introduce all kinds yes. of new fun things. So we're very happy. Any of our listeners who are showing up tonight are going to be able to sample his pizza and check yes, them out. so delicious. So today's Socially Savvy show is about listening. Imagine that. What? <laughs> Which is going to be followed by Socially Savvy Connections, um, taking yes. you from networking to connecting. Of course, we'll be doing our Socially Savvy acceptable and unacceptable, as well as mm-hmm. our hint. Yes. How are you doing? I mean, we have beautiful weather. Can you believe this? It was foggy this morning. It, it was, was foggy and muggy, and yes. now we have this beautiful sunshine. I think it hit like 79 degrees this morning. 78 right 79. now. My first time outside today, so I was, I was impressed. Oh, I love, love, loving it. And, of course, to start off our, our um, show, we get to start with an on-air wine tasting. Jason, what yes. do we have? We're doing a Washington Hills Sauvignon Blanc. And is that Sauvignon Blanc for you? Um, of course, it is. Okay. And here's <laughs> oh, we got Darnell's in mind. It's a very nice, crisp, uh, apple-ish kind of flavor. Very nice for a hot day like today. Very fragrant. Yes. It is. It's very fragrant. And the other thing I noticed about it is it's not sweet. No. Like, uh, you know, for those people who are wine drinkers who don't like sweet white wine, this is a nice change. It's refreshing. Yes. It's very refreshing that the apple really gives it the, the Christmas. And it goes really well with one of uh, Streeteria's pizza. I'm having a um, mushroom and uh, bacon pizza that he has, and it goes really nice with it. I had a piece of that. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. I know. We scarfed it. I out what that extra flavor was. was yes. Bacon. That's what I like about it. He uses really fresh ingredients. You might think, oh, it's a street card. It's just he's going to go to, you know, cash and carry and get a bag. No, he actually does a lot of the work himself. I think we should make a bacon wine. That hasn't been done yet. A bacon wine. Oh, bacon flavored bacon wine. Vodka. It hasn't been done. You know what they make in wine that's really weird? They make a... Uh, 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 marijuana-infused wine. Okay, that's okay. That's, that's tripping, quite that. literally. Literally, have you heard that? No, <laughs> I've never Cali- heard of that. California makes it. I have never heard of that. I'll we'll probably be debuting that at Hempfest this year. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just saying. Well, and tonight, of course, being at Apex, uh, where which is also affiliated their Precept Wine, so we have Apex Wines. For our event show, we're going to be giving away tons of different wine. We're really excited. We've got, of course, the Apex wines we're giving away. We've got House Wine we're giving away. And Chocolate Shop, which is one of their featured wines. And mm-hmm. for if you're looking for that wine or something to create a very unique dessert, I'm sorry, their Chocolate Shop wine, that Tootsie Roll flavor, ah, mm. so perfect. Delicious. 
we are going to be featuring them at one of our events coming up, so I'm super excited. Maybe I can try it here since I haven't had a chance. Oh, yes. Love, love, love them. All right. So let's see here. We've got our Socially Savvy News. So every week we try to do something, especially if you're living on the east side, give you some hints on what's coming up. Um, downtown Bellevue has this fabulous life, nightlife, daylife, everything. And one of the things that they have started is um, live at lunch in downtown Bellevue. Uh, this week, the three locations are on the 17th, 18th, and 19th at Key Center with um, Ollie Marcus at Sky Tower with Don Mitchell and Bellevue Gallery Bellevue Galleria with Ethan Anderson and the Kin. So if you're looking for something fun to do, maybe you've got a business lunch and you want to spice it up a little bit, there is no extra cost for these events, and it's just a great way to spend your lunch hour. People need to do that. Get out and see it, you know. And there's even some in downtown Seattle for those that are down there. That is the Out to Lunch Summer Concert Series. Love it, love it, love it. And do they serve wine at these Out to Lunch gatherings, or is that reserved for happy hour? Well, it's like any other location. So depending on the independent uh, location, some of them, restaurants, they'll serve wine if you are ordering it. Yeah, and if you can get away with it. Some bosses don't mind. Some people do. So if you're your own boss, then it's okay. Yeah, then you're yeah. okay, yes. If, okay. You're, if you're working for a retailer, you probably shouldn't have wine in the afternoon. Hi, I want you to buy my stuff. <laughs> All righty then. Socially savvy hints. Uh we started the show off with the socially savvy hints because as we get into the show, we get away from the subtle and we move to the very direct. Uh, but I think it's important to have an attitude of, okay, what is a very subtle way of maybe dropping the hint, giving some people ideas on what mm-hmm. they can do and how they should proceed. And uh, with socially savvy listening, it's all about listening. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that they listen. But the the question that I would challenge you is, do you really listen? And one of our key things that we've always talked about on the show is use your God-given faculties proportionately. Mm -hmm. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them in proper proportion. So my socially savvy hint is, it's a good idea when listening to maintain a comfortable distance between you and the other person. What, I can't be up in your grill? Oh, I love to be all up in people's grills when I'm talking. (laughs) I'm kidding. Well that, that, well, that transcends to the, the creepy guy thing. I see the guy's like, hey, how are well, you? I, I have, what? I can't hear you. No, I mean, but that happens all the time. Just it does. working in the networking field, there's people that they don't understand personal space, and I always I always find that interesting. So how do you, yeah. what are your tips for sort of um, managing that or people's expectations of that? Um, there's different things, different body, body motions that you can do. A lot of times, you know, one of my favorites is if you have a glass of wine, especially for females, and you feel like somebody's intruding your space, Hold your glass of wine out in front of you. It creates a barrier. It, it, it creates, yeah. Um, and then, you know, and if I've actually had people when they weren't being, you know, picking up on the clues, you know, all of a sudden maybe your wine flushes a little bit. They'll back off. Uh, imagine that you, you know, you're. Imagine, imagine you're me being less than, than subtle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because that means we can always have a glass of wine in hand. It makes, uh, it's also a prop. So Exactly. Works. A prop and a beverage all in one. My second thing that I wanted to say uh, was if you're going to interject into a conversation effectively cutting someone off, which it can be appropriate, don't get me wrong, if you're in indulging in a conversation, it is okay to interject with an opinion, make sure to circle back and redirect back to them with something like, um, I'm sorry you were saying. Right. Because otherwise people start to think that you really don't care about what they have to say and they will shut down. And if you're trying to connect with people, if you're starting out with networking, which is, of course, like the baby steps of, of connecting with people, you you want to be doing it right. Right. 
Here's another thing we talked about this last time. We were when some people are talking and they're talking and they keep on talking. Sometimes you can interject by a slight pause on their on their arm. And Awareness. Most, that's the hint that we've talked about. Sometimes they go and they stop. Otherwise, they just kind of go. Well, yeah, get their touch. Touchy feely. Yeah. It brings that it brings the awareness back, like you were saying. I yeah, I believe I definitely yeah. Sometimes you get stuck in that conversational rut where it just keeps going and going, and sometimes you don't, you don't realize you've been talking for that long. Well, and it's like for me, I love to talk, so I'm constantly having to remind myself, okay, it's time for you to shut up, Ellie. Especially when it's like a topic that you really enjoy, <laughs> you really like want to do hand touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have my friends. They know with me. Don't be don't be subtle. Just be blood. So, how about the Mariners? Yeah. But you don't recommend being that blunt with people that you don't know, correct? Correct. No, I, I think the only time blunt, when, when you're in a social setting like that, the only time you want to be blunt is if you see um, somebody hedging towards something that could become potentially dangerous or hurtful to somebody else. Uh, and I've actually done it when somebody was going on and ranting and maybe they weren't aware of somebody who was standing in front of them mm-hmm. and they were going to say something imp- you know, inappropriate, then I will just flat interject it sure. and redirect the conversation. And if they don't catch the hint, I'll actually say something right to them. Right. But you don't. That is not a situation you want to find yourself in. And it's kind of tough, you know, when you talk about different topics. You know, especially in our industry where we're talking about wine, which is alcohol. You know, there's a lot of uh, people who are no longer drinking, and then they seem to want to interject when you're talking about it. I get I get very passionate about you know food and wine. You know, and I don't. I had a person on one of my personal sites talking about, oh, you guys seem like you're always promoting wine. It's like, well, it's my business, but I, I sell wine. And I don't. And we start every show off with an on-air wine tasting. So. The thing is, though, we are not drinking to get drunk. We're drinking because we're socializing. It's, food. A, so, it's a part of yes. being exactly. social in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. especially here. You know, especially your networking events. Definitely. You know, when you put on yours, do you? You know, how do you handle people who have accidentally or on purpose drank too much? Do you talk to them or do you kick them in the butt? What? Um, people are pretty responsible. I think. Um, I always feel that there should be a two-drink maximum when you're going to a networking event if you can. That's a good point. If you can manage that, um, especially if you are going to network for business, if you work for somebody else, you definitely want to put your best foot forward. So I always suggest not drinking more than um, two glasses of of whatever. Um, So when we have our events, we will give out usually two drink tickets. And then if you want to indulge, to continue to indulge, then it's usually a um, cash bar after that. And and I like that. Well, and one of the things that I always say is – I like the two drink minimum, you know, two drink thing. If you want to go out and maybe you've made some friends and you want to go and socialize with them, that's called the after party. Exactly. Yes. And that's where you can everybody can relax and kind of do their thing and not worry so much about what people's perceptions are. If it's a new friend, you may still want to consider that. But if you're going <laughs> to business networking, I, I I think just personally it's a good tip to keep the, that two drink minimum in mind. I agree. I use it as a reward system. You know, I want to get out my point before it starts to get a little foggy and then you're you're making you the point you know, when you're talking to other people. And networking events really aren't that long. No, they're not. No. So you don't need more than two. I would agree. I would say. Well, especially if you're driving yourself. Well, exactly. yeah, which is a good suggestion. It's like, hey, when you're done with this, we're going to go over to the XYZ place. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Mr. Jason, your socially savvy hint. Socially savvy hint is to clarify conversations. I love it. You know, because there are a lot of times, you know, as I start talking about, you know, excuse me, uh, since I primarily focus on drinking wine, beer, sake, whatnot, a lot of people... They want to, you know, have a point. You know, it's important to listen to them. It's like, yeah, I get that. But also clarifying says, what exactly you're trying to say. It's it's okay to do that. And it kind of, I'll get more onto it when we talk about socially acceptable. But, you know, it's okay to say, hey, what are you talking about? Because if you don't understand, you can go down this totally different path. I know I've done that where it's like, oh, we weren't talking about that. Never mind. 
That happens sometimes, though. It does, and sometimes you can't avoid it, but that's where the whole hinting thing comes into play. What about you, Darnell? You know, I always think it's a good idea to keep uh, like a 90-10 rule in mind. So 90% listening, 10% talking, or 80-20. I mean, 80-20 is pretty good for most things, um, social media, uh, networking, listening, all that kind of stuff. So if, you, if, you're doing, if you're doing more listening and less talking, it's usually, um, I think that's, that's a good tip to keep in mind. And like she mentioned that, that kind of something I want to bring up. 100% of the conflict is 10% misinformation yes. and 90% tone. Well, and that's the other thing. When it comes to listening, you know, we're just talking about the audible, but, you know, we could get into a whole other thing about body language. (laughs) It's interesting how that works. So this week's Savvy Sponsor, and before it was called the Secret Sponsor, and I just started thinking, you know, Secret is just kind of silly. So I go with Secret when it's already Savvy. Yeah, I mean, Mm. it's a Savvy Sponsor. So this week's Savvy Sponsor is Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery. So if you're listening to the show and you want to have – Get in for the drawings for the prizes that we give away at the end of the month. Uh, message us and let us know who the savvy sponsors are for the, that month's show, and you'll get in um, put in for the drawings that many times. So, by the way, great gallery. I've, I've been I in there love recently. Love Gallery. And it's and where's that located again? Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across the way from Joey's and Kitty Corner from Bellevue Square. Their little motto is "By art, it makes you feel better." By the Hyatt. By the Hyatt. And he does his art open and close, and we do a show there once a month. He has mm-hmm. been a fabulous host for us. Uh, so we, we love. They just finished doing a show with um, Dr. Seuss. That's right. It I was, was there for that. delightful. It was beautiful. I it was wonderful. I, I think he still has a couple pieces. My husband actually bought me a piece for Mother's Day. Me Aww, and him and the boys. And I loved it. So Very, very fun. Okay, so second so, beverage tasting. Well, why don't we do a little bit of both the beverage tasting and have the wine advice at the same time? Cause I love still that. still got a little bit left over of the white wine. Okay. I want to finish that right I talked about it. That's true. I know. We're, we're not going to resist that. No, we're, we're never going to. summer, I mean, it's beautiful weather. You know, everybody wants to go outside and picnic and all that. My wine advice, I speak with primary white wine when you go out and about outside. You can do red, but red is, you know, it's a little heavy. It's a little, you know, when you want to be hot and you're sweaty. So... Two things. A lot of the picnic packages have those white wine glasses. They're little cheap plastic. It looks cool, but they don't stay in the in the in the grass really well. They fall over. Eh. Pick up a pair of uh, Go Vino glasses. They're they're made out of recyclable, safe plastic glasses. They look like glass, but they're plastic. They the look thumb, really nice. The middle of the line there, where there's a little thumb imprint, is six ounces of wine. Oh, wow. uh, I sell them on my website, but you can also buy them here at Apex. They're in the wine barrel to the left of the uh, the counter. And what's really cool about it is that you can swirl it. You can, it there's a stemless glass, and what's cool is that it sits in the grass and doesn't fall over. And it looks like glassware. Yes. It does. It looks very nice. It's classy. It, it, yeah, I was going to say, it's classy. Very classy now, in its appearance. white wine, rosé, sparkling. Here's my wine advice, and I've done this before. Unless you want to have a, a cooler and you want to put ice and all that, you just want to bring something. Everybody, one of us, we've got a wine bottle at home that's empty. What you do is three things. An empty wine glass, a uh, utility towel, and two rubber bands. So you take that empty wine glass, you put the towel around it, and then you put two rubber bands on it. You get it really wet, put it in the freezer. Okay. When you're ready to go out, your chilled wine that you've got in the refrigerator, your white wine, you take the empty wine bottle out, put the full bottle in, and put it in your, your bag. 
Oh, so you've molded it. Yes. Oh, that is and, bloody brilliant. And it's frozen, and it'll last for, you know, that we don't have to get a bag of ice. You just got this frozen wrapper around your, oh, your I love white that. wine. I think you should re- recap these, these tips afterwards because these are great, and I might not remember that. Well, <laughs> and actually, Jason does. We each do our own blog, so mm-hmm. Jason, I'm sure, will be putting this up on a blog. I oh, love perfect. this. Summer, cold. what do you call it? Summer, summer uh, hot tips. Super hot tips, yeah. Right. So we're drinking uh, the Sageland Vineyard Red. Which Sage Lance, which is Freddie's blend, which is a yes, that is not what you think about. Okay, okay. You guys Renessa's, started. A... No, Renessa's the one who started. No, it the was comments. totally what you think it was. It was, it was totally wine. wine. Into it's a totally glass. wine being poured in. She's... I can't even imagine what she would think it was because. Oh no, she tells oh, you, you know, on the air. You gotta go back and listen to some of the show. She cracks birdie. me up. So. She she may be calling in later. Actually, the reason she's not with us today is because she is at a dinner with. Chef? Janet Jackson's chef, and they may be calling into the show. Oh, that's perfect. We're Beautiful. very excited. So we'll see how that goes. So it's a blend Tell us about of uh, Cap Frank, Cabernet Merlot, and um, Febra, I believe. Oh, I like it. I like the, I like the, the bouquet on I it. I start with the smell. Yeah, the bouquet yeah. It smells wonderful. It's a little dark ruby uh, garnet uh, color. is very light. And then the smell. You see, you know, it's got a little dark cherry. This has a lot of backbone to it. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who drink red wine and you're, you maybe don't like something that has a lot of gusto, this is a good place to start because it's not heavy, but it's got texture. And that would be me. I don't really like, uh, well, I haven't really found my groove with reds yet. So this this does taste very, very yummy to me. Oh, we need to find some. I uh, There's some fun reds we could get you started. Yeah, that's, that's, a whole separate, that's a whole separate event well, there. Lucky for you, we are in Woodenville. Yes. Yes, and I live very <laughs> close. So. And we always believe in doing wine tastings. Taste them, ask questions. It's a good thing, you know. Love and it. One of the things I love about the wine tasting out here is about 90% of the wineries out here are thrilled to walk you through. They're thrilled to, to introduce each of their wines. Yes. And, and if they see you sit and spit in the little bucket, they're like, hey, that's, that's totally, that's what it's there for. So it's sort of a non-threatening exactly. experience for people who might not be, who might be shy with wine. Exactly. Yes. We, we, we tell that. You would be amazed. There's a lot of guys who don't, they'll, they'll take the glass and they'll sip it and they'll just kind of... I, like, I love your sound effects. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're all about the sound well, effects. Well, you know. So but the listeners who can't be here, we want them to get a well, feel for it. they should come here. Know. They need to be here because when you're here, you get to taste the food, drink the wine. Well, and pretty surprises. soon, we're working on um, some video stream. We've been working on it for a couple of weeks trying to get that dynamic set down. But, yes. Uh, yes, it would add a totally different feel to everything. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. So we're before we move on to the next thing here, I wanted to chat. We have uh, Debbie with Park Lane here, and she has tricked us out with jewelry because for Socially Savvy Connections event that is happening after the show today, we are having a mini fashion show. So we have Blue Luna who's coming in and um, outfitting a couple of models with some adorable outfits to show everybody. And then we had Park Lane come in, and they outfitted us with jewelry. So I would love to have Debbie come over here. She actually tricked both Darnell and I out in just gorgeous stuff. And what we'll do is we'll take a twit pic. And we'll, oh, we'll, there we'll we go. We'll post that live for yeah, you guys. We'll, we'll post that live. So, Deb, come tell us about the fab jewelry you put us in. And Park Lane is one of those – I didn't know about it until I, I met her. So tell us a little bit about this, because you're different than a lot of different uh, jewelry 
scenario. Am I am I on? You're on. I am on. You are on. Oh, God, I'm live. Well, Park Lane is um, a family-owned and operated company based in Chicago, and um, they've been around since 1955. Wow. Um, we do direct sales out of the home or in wineries or wherever you want to gather with a few friends. And just for having a few friends together, we just give you free jewelry. And they get I'm to sorry, shop. who doesn't like free stuff? <laughs> and they're in our in the in the customers shop at eighty percent off. So the cool thing about our buying plan is I was just talking to the lady at the bar. I said if you bought that ring for ninety three dollars, you can go back and shop and get four more items valued at ninety three dollars each and only pay thirty six more dollars for all four of for all four of them. Eighty eighty percent off. Yep, eighty exactly. percent off. So tell, tell me about what do you have on me? So you are wearing um, wisteria, and it's all Swarovski crystals, and it's um, it's, it's kind of like an antique gold inlaid. All of our jewelry is guaranteed, unconditional. For the first four months, we'll replace anything for free, and for life, it's seven dollars. Oh, I love so it. So if great. you have a piece of jewelry for 10 years and something goes wrong with it, you can send it back to the company for $7. And if they don't have it, they'll send you a catalog and a coupon and you can buy something different. Wow. So you'll never be without your jewelry. We love um, it. And then you're also wearing, oh, I forgot the name of this one. Help me. Barcelona. And that is a high-grade, 10-quality uh, CZ. Um, and it's done in a butterfly effect. And then you're also wearing our earrings that we sell in three colors, in gold, silver, or hematite. They're called mix and match. I'm and excited. they're also Swarovski crystal. We're going to take pics so that all of yeah. our listeners yeah. can see yeah. this. Oh, definitely. Because beautiful. Darnell's in this beautiful silver. and She's wearing Majestic, and that is all Swarovski crystal. That's also. so food. I love the name. <laughs> and Casablanca earrings. I need earrings. something Casablanca. named Majestic. That's it. You're Majestic in Casablanca I today. Oh, I love it. it. So You're very, very... Hey, guys, you know, you can get it for your girl. Girls love jewelry, especially at dinner or such prizes. If you want to do something special for your girl... Mm-hmm. Get together with Debbie and throw there an event. Go. Get all her girlfriends together and throw an event because Ooh, what nice. guy is going to think about doing that? I mean, oh, surprise jewelry party. There's a few idea. of us that would think that's what I'm saying. saying. With wine. Yeah. And we have oh, with wine. There you go. And we have men's jewelry, too. We do. We do. Yes, we do. Tell us about your what you're wearing because that piece is phenomenal. Oh, my God. So I'm wearing crystal, and this particular piece is a 10-grade cubic zirconian. This and thing is huge. I've never it's seen huge. anything it's like this in my life. It's a huge teardrop. Yes, and then I'm, I'm, statement. This is uh, the next piece I'm wearing. I like this. Called one. Metro Chic, and Metro Chic is a it's a rope necklace made of glass beads, and you can make it into a bolo. You can wear it as a belt. Um, you can just wrap it and do whatever you want with it's it. Sparkling it, like it's a very sparkly. thirty type of. Uh, um, very fun. Manzanite that they had back then. Exactly. Yeah. It's very beautiful, guys. Hey, thank you. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming thank and for, for outfitting me. our models tonight with uh, jewelry. Thank Can't you. wait to see what you do. Okay, thanks. So this is what's funny is, you know, you're listening to the show. Here's the test of listening is can you imagine what the pieces look like by what people are saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this, and the only reason that I, le- I wanted her to go into detail is because it was a point that I really wanted to make. When you're listening, a lot of us, because of our culture, we have not been trained to listen, and listening includes more than just the information going into our ears and us making a response. If you're truly listening, you can actually start to visualize and and see some of what the people are saying. Do you know why? Do I know why what? Do you know why though? That people don't listen? Yeah. Because they're self-absorbed. <laughs> because it's, a, it's, 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 
a TV thing. Yeah, it's instant gratification too, yeah. I think. Well, and it's like this. Okay, so in today's world of social media, fast-paced, coming out of the era of the entitled, we find that many people don't have the ability to listen and don't understand the importance of it. Because seriously, you social media, do you have to listen to anything? No, no. no but there's so again. much. There's so much noise, and it's really hard to sort of exactly. get through all that these days. I, I have uh, a lot of arguments with friends over, you know, food and wine, but mainly around politics. It surrounds a 30-second soundbite, 30 seconds to get their point across the board, and then the news moves on to the next one. Wow. And I listen to NPR all the time, and I'm like, oh, that's not saying an interesting topic. They already moved on, you know. And yeah. then it's perceived different, you know. And when we get to socially accept- unacceptable, and acceptable, oh yeah, that one I think we're going to be fired off on. Um, I think that, I think that the point that we need as a culture to really embrace is we need to realize that listening is the most the most important thing Especially in business. that you can do. Well, actually, in any relationship, you think about it. In in your what's one of the reasons that we have a hard time with our personal relationships? I mean, I've been in a relationship for 27 years. Uh, you know, most of the, the average you have a 72 percent divorce rate. And it's because we don't have the ability to to start those first steps, and that's to listen. We're so intent on getting our point across. We're so intent on somebody hearing what we have to say and understanding what we want them to understand that we forget to stop and go, there's another opinion out there. And that's a cultural thing. And, Jason, stop laughing. Oh, my God, you are so bad. Oh, there's there's so many of that. There's so we used to know uh, somebody that we considered a friend. And somebody after, that you used to know. I was just thinking know. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so bad. So after that last thing, I, this particular person who, who unfortunately we're no, or unfortunately we're no longer friends with would go, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> People are crazy. You know, here's the like thing. Like it's pretend listening. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I know, right? But they don't really care. No. They don't really care. We, we were interviewing somebody the other day and he was like, definitely. Can you tell us about what you did at this place? Definitely. You're not listening to me, are you? Definitely. Okay. (laughs) Well, and again, I think it comes back to people don't understand the importance. If you're not listening to what people are saying, then you can't serve them. Right. And serving them is what, if if you're looking at it from a business point of view, serving them is what you need to be able to do to bring the dollars in to get them to buy into whatever your product or service is. Exactly. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, you have to be... Um, you have to be aware of that because if you're not, you're, you, I mean, well, what's the point, you know? I totally agree. So? So? How are you? I'm fabulous. Great. What I miss? I don't know. <laughs> it's a fabulous day. For people who are listening, and I know some of you have actually emailed me, show up. Every Monday we're at a different location. Look us up. We have a lot of good times here. Well, and, you know, Mondays are boring. I'm sorry. We make Mondays fun again. Mm-hmm. It's oh, something to look forward to. It is. It is. Well, and so you guys hadn't got quite got here earlier, but I had the fortune of interviewing Jeffrey Castle. He is a local violinist, uh, electric violinist, and he the music that you've been hearing in the background is his. He is phenomenal. He's done several events. He's been over in Europe this last year. He's just getting ready to launch his next CD over at the Triple Door this Thursday. And I have the interview, so I'm going to go ahead and play that interview for us so that all of our listeners get a chance to... And he's a local artist, right? He is a local artist. He's been doing his music here. We were... I saw him the first time at um, a Epiphany Chick Chat event, which is the masked ball that is thrown every year for, I believe it's Crooked Trail. It raised funds for, for their proceeds. 
for the benefit. And he played. It was amazing. It was like the Pipe Piper. Everybody stopped what they were doing and was completely entranced by his music. He is such an entertainer. So give a listen to the interview. Hello, this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy, and I'm here with Jeffrey Castle, electric, electronic violinist, performer, and all-around good guy. Thanks for meeting me today. Oh, it's great to be here at this uh, beautiful tasting room in Woodenville. Um, yeah, I, uh, um, I, I, just, I just love the environment here, and, and uh, yeah, we're, we're listening to, uh, in the background, I guess, we're listening to uh, a track off of my new CD, uh, Deep Well Sessions. Uh, the song is called Streets of Inwood. And uh, I, I guess you have a personal connection with this song, too. I do. This is actually the first song I ever heard you play, and it was at um, the Masked Ball that um, Tracy Klinkroth of Seattle Chick Chat put together. And um, I'll never forget, you started playing, and everybody's in masks, and they're all, you know, dancing around in their party and all excited and doing their thing. And you started playing this song, and it was like watching um, everybody become hypnotized. It was... Everybody just stopped what they were doing and came over and watched you play. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. That's so sweet of you. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I get a lot of business as a, a party stopper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, what is that? Yeah, no, I mean, a, a, a lot of people have preconceived notions about what a violin is and what it does. And I usually, after they see me play, that those, all those preconceived notions are right out the window. Um, First of all, I play a six-string electric violin, which most violins are acoustic and have four strings. So I'm already kind of a long way off the reservation, you know, as it is. And then I use a lot of effects and, and, and fancy electronic things to be able to create basically my own orchestra. Um, so that when you hear me play, it's just one guy, but it sounds like a full band. And uh, what, what I do is I am, I'm actually really creating a record in front of the audience live which is kind of a tightrope act without a net, you know, because, it, it, you know, the machine remembers mistakes, too. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to ask you, because musically what you do is so unique. Um, you know, half of the fun is watching you do it. And I know we've posted on Facebook on the Socially Savvy page uh, some stuff that you had done over at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. Actually did post the one at the Mass Ball, too. And people see this this footwork that you're doing. So, you know, everybody's eyes are on you playing the violin up by your head, but then you're doing all this crazy stuff at your feet. So tell us a little bit about that, because it is very, very unique in the performing industry. Well, it's, it's unique, I think, because it's so scary for most people to be out there with no, like, no way to, you know, no band to lean on. You know what I'm saying? There's no place to hide. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the violin's hard enough as it is, but then what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm running a whole sea of effects pedals, all of which have a different role. They give different tones and different sounds. And, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not triggering samples at all. There's no sampling of anything. You know, I'm not triggering like a drum sample or triggering a marimba sample or something. I, all the sounds that you hear are coming straight from the violin through the effects that I'm using. And I, I, I dial all of that in, all of that effect stuff is with my feet. While I'm while I'm fiddling up top and trying to put on a show at the same time, and and, and so you know it, it, it's you know, having it all be kind of seamless is a, is a neat trick, you know. And I, I'm sort of tap dancing and grinning at the same time. But I mean, if people listen to the background music of what's going on here, every single thing that you hear is the result of one take. 
wow, that, that is amazing. And I think that's the thing that people, when they listen to your music, they don't quite understand is that it's not that you have all these effects that you're adding in. It's like you'll do a set and then you'll record it and then it goes in. Then you start doing another set of things and it's playing over the top of it. And then you record again and you just have this com compilation of all these parts that you are personally putting together. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's a fun thing to watch. It's, I mean, but once you start figuring out what I'm doing, it's kind of like a magic show because you don't really know what rabbit I'm going to pull out of my hat. I start creating these, these backing tracks and layering it up and layering it up and layering it up, and, and, there's, this, and there's tension builds. And, and there's this moment where like, okay, well, what's he going to do with all of this? And then a melody will come out, and, and it'll be something that everybody will recognize sometimes. Like, you know, I'll, I'll do like The Lion Sleeps Tonight or something. And, and nobody knows what I'm doing until like all of a sudden I play this melody that everybody knows. And then, you know, it's like, it's like, and, and it's like this shared moment of recognition that's really, really fun, you know. And uh, I, I tell a lot of stories when I'm in performance, and I always try to, you know, I always try to keep it light and, and, uh, and have a lot of fun with it. I mean, really, if you want to see what, what's, you know, if you want to see what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and really experience it firsthand, the best thing to do would be to come down to the Triple Door Theater. This Thursday, um, I'm, I'm having my CD release concert for, uh, for the album that you're uh, hearing the track from. And uh, yeah, that's going to be this Thursday at the Triple Door Theater. I know we've been posting it on Facebook just to let our listeners know kind of what was going on. And you've been doing this for a long time. And I remember, I think the first time I heard it was just over a year ago, maybe. And if people listen to you and they're like going, why isn't he all over the place? Well, this last year you started to start to go all over the place and this is kind of like your launching pad to this next phase of your life with your music and where it's going to go and pretty soon you won't have time for little people like us. Oh, uh, who says you're little people, huh? Huh? Uh, show them to me. I'll, I'll take them out. Huh? Uh, but no, seriously, um, you know, the, uh, the, the thing that's fun about all this is that you know, I, I, uh, I started my career, actually, a long, long time ago as a street musician in New York playing solo. And I was just kind of doing it. You know, I didn't even have a CD out. I was just, you know, playing for, you know, change, basically. And uh, um, I, I put myself through college doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, it was the perfect college job. I made my own hours. I got paid cash. It was awesome. But so then I, I started, you know, working with, you know, I was in a Broadway show for two years. And I, I worked with a bunch of different bands and, and, and members of really famous bands like Yes and Queen and Heart and Blues Traveler and Journey and, um, you know, all of these, all of these folks. Um, but it, it always came back to me playing solo. And every time I would play solo, something would happen where people would go, that was amazing. And I'd be like, well, but I've, I've played with all these other cats. I'm like, no, 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 forget about it. Th this is the thing that's really special about you. So I figured, okay, well, I guess I better pursue this. So I, I, I went into the studio just last March and recorded 20 songs in two days with a four-camera video shoot capturing the whole thing. And, yeah, so each song on the record, the Deep Well Sessions record, that's coming out this Thursday at the Triple Door Theater, um, each song has a video that goes with it. So you can actually go... You can listen to the song and go, wow, that sounds great. And then you can go online and see exactly how that song was created. Um, and, and, it's a, and each song is a performance. It, they're not boring videos. 
Well, I know, I've seen you play, so I can't imagine anything you would do that would be boring. But, well, we are so excited to check you out and to see where you're going to be going with this. So, again, any of our listeners who are listening, you are going to be at the Triple Door this Thursday. Um, we'll keep our listeners up to be on what things that you have coming up, because I know uh, we just, as a matter of fact, booked you for the 18th here at Apex for their event as well. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And this has sort of been a theme of my career where, you know, I've, people ask me, well, uh, you know, how do you book where you're going to play? And I'm like, well, I just go where I'm invited. So uh, go ahead and invite me. I might show up. <laughs> well, we're so excited for you. Thank you so much for taking time. And it was great to meet you again, Jeffrey. Good to see you too, LV. I have to say that was a ton of fun being able to in interview him. Um, having seen Jeffrey at a couple of different events, and it is so fantastic when you see an artist finally getting to the point where they're getting recognized for all their efforts. Love, love, love. So speaking of efforts, our um, Streetseria pizza guy Mm -hmm. is here, and I love the little cart. You can go almost anywhere. The pizza he put out here was fabulous. So we've got him over here. We're going to have him tell us real quick a little bit about what he does and where he goes. But first, we need to kind of acknowledge one of our sponsors, Pop Chips. The socially savvy favorite, delicious, all-natural, healthier. That's Pop Chips. When they said it couldn't be done, they raised the snack bar. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor while keeping fake stuff and more than half the fat and fried chips out. With 10 flavors, there is something special for everyone. Find them at your grocery store near you. I wanted to say something. You know what I like? I've been experimenting. You know, I've been telling you over the last couple of uh, shows that we've been doing. My latest, latest one is I made guacamole, and I had oh, the boy. jalapeno pop chips with it. And it holds up to the moisture. So when you dip it, you oh, know, if you leave nice. it in there, it doesn't get... You know how some... They uh, just fall apart. They yeah. get soggy. Soggy right away. Not these. Well, and today our listeners are getting either Parmesan or their their chili. Right. Ones. They're fabulous. Right there next oh. to you. <laughs> We're trying to find the mic for the interview. I love this. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a little bit of wine. <laughs> so i got to introduce Greg because I found him. Um, I love, you know me, I love food. They have Imagine Seattle. Imagine you, the food and wine guy, loving food. Or as we strangle... Darnell, Darnell. she's being a good sport today. Um, I like Seattle uh, foodtrucks.com, and I was over at uh, Fifth and Union, and I ran across Greg. Here he is with a little cart, little red cart, says pizza on it. And you're like, what is this? Where's this stuff? You walk over there, he says, what kind of pizza do you want? Not prefab, not like you're going to get this. He's like, what do you want on it? And I, I was love like, that. I was so And it's a small little personal size pizza. So uh, I'll let him finish telling us what. Tell us about your food there, Greg. Good afternoon. Thanks for this. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Well, we went to the city council meetings a year ago, and they changed the laws, as you know, in Seattle for what you could vend, and followed those regulations to build a small sidewalk cart that is three feet by six feet. And we built it ourselves, which is a, a lot of fun. And it's wow. the only thing that's it's more fun is making the pizza. The uh, types of pizza we make are traditional pizzas, specialty pizzas, and seasonal pizzas. So we do three different types mainly, and we like to vary the ingredients, and we make them personal. And it's, uh, it's not that we size someone up when they're coming, but you can usually tell a pepperoni guy when he's coming. Yeah. In. And you can usually tell someone that wants something a little bit more adventurous on their pizza. Or really cheesy. Or really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> the first pizza you sent him was really cheesy, and I was like, okay, somebody knows me very well. Okay. 
pizza there. It's fun to make. We have a small cart, so we make small pizzas. And uh, we make them quickly in a 700-degree oven. And uh, we like to think that we try very, very hard to make a good pizza every time. Well, thank you so much for introducing us to your pizza. And we're really excited. You're going to be here this Saturday for the Apex event. And we hope to see you a lot more here in Winville. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Okay. So, Darnell, we get to find out a little bit more about you. I mean, I think a lot of people know you as Girl Power Hour. And you've been doing that for quite some time. So kind of, you know, the, your demographic is a little bit younger, but tell us a little bit about what you, what it is you've been doing lately and what's going on. Because I know that you're kind of morphing and changing. I'm sitting here eating my streets or, streets or pizza here. It's so good. I, <laughs> uh, and my wine. Um, yeah, we've been doing Girl Power Hour for almost five years. We'll turn five in September and we are getting ready to host our five-year anniversary, which is a co-ed event, which five is something years. we do. Yeah, five years. So um been around a while, and um, up until now, we've hosted uh, women's-only networking events uh, once, sometimes twice a month, every single month for almost five years. So as you can wow. imagine, um, a lot goes into each event. Um, we're, we, we do stylish networking for women, um, but really it's a platform for uh, businesses, um, sponsors, products to really connect with the consumer or the the guest, the female demographic, which does tend to range. Uh, our core demographic is twenty five forty. Wow. Um, nice. And sometimes at events you'll see women. I mean, all ranges from twenty one to sixty. We had women on our yacht party that were up into their sixties, which I thought was really cute. We had a, we had a few women there, so um, it does appeal to a wide range of women. But really, what it's about is building your your business and social circles in a really non-threatening environment so you can make, mm-hmm. uh, build those relationships because really that's what networking is about. It's about building relationships. It's not about card pushing or being aggressive. Uh-huh. Yes, it, like, you've probably heard my, my Well, well my that's how Girl that. Power Hour was started. Back in 2006, I went to a networking event that was really stodgy. It was really boring because people often ask me, how did you get started? Why did you get started? And um, I was at a, just a really aggressive networking event, and I thought, wow, this is just not – my style. This is not, not what I want to be portrayed as. It's just not how I build relationships. So I sat back, I drank my wine. There's always wine here. <laughs> Women love their wine and their well, cocktails. You know, there's a saying, it's like, don't present a card unless you're asked for it. I mean, exactly. early network Yeah, we kind of exactly. coined that, didn't we? Yeah, because well, when you get tired, it's kind of like, Cards on one hand, there's a shake, and then the other hand is the card. And you it's like, don't need on, to, really? you know, sometimes I, I'm out of cards, and I'm like, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because you are, we are very accessible online these days. I mean, maybe a few years ago, you really needed to have that card. But you're right. It's about asking for that card, building that relationship, and then if somebody asks you, giving you, you know, exchanging that yeah. contact information. But Wait for somebody to ask it, for it, it. which is, goes along with the whole listening thing. It's not about being aggressive. So I sat back. I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I have been throwing events, large-scale events, thousands of people since college. So we're talking about 15 years now I've been hosting throwing events, large-scale um, I worked in corporate America for about 10 years, too, and there was always an element of event planning in my in my mm-hmm. field. Um, so I thought, wow, this could be done a better way, and, you know, thus Girl Power Hour was born, and it just kind of skyrocketed it. from there, and, and that's kind of where we're at today, turning five in September. Awesome. Now, I know that you have kind of dialed back on the events, that you're really making them more signature, making them have more 
oomph behind them. Tell us a little bit about this one that's coming up. I know we were going to chat on some other stuff, oh, but sure, sure, I want to sure. stay on this. I think it's oh, good. Oh, no. I mean, you know, up until February, I have been doing a lot of traveling around the world. I've got the opportunity to see a lot of different places, and travel really is one of those things that feeds your soul, and it, it really provides a lot of inspiration and maybe you, that you hadn't been thinking. And I really needed it because I was really becoming exhausted from doing these large-scale events every single month because I don't like to sacrifice quality. Um, so it was quantity and quality. And for me, that just wasn't working anymore. And so I decided I need to, I need to change my model. So what I decided to do after I, I cried a little because I, I'm so used to these events. You know that. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I realized it wasn't, um, it just, we needed to maybe go in a little different direction, which I think is cool because I feel like we're sort of, you know, we're growing and everything evolves. Yeah, it evolves and, and we're evolving. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. So what we decided to do was host less events and, um, and then uh, focus on our bloggers. So becoming really the worldwide voice of stylish women is what we're I focusing on. So we're in four states right now with our bloggers. Got about wow. almost 70 bloggers now. And, um, you know, it's content, 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 mobily, on your, you know, wherever you're at, you want content. So we've got fresh content uh, on our site every single day. So that's really what I want to focus on. And then, you know, complement that with about four to five, between four and six events per year. So we just had our annual summer social on the sea yacht party last week. I know. Week. I was checking out the photos. It looks like it was so much fun. It's everybody's favorite event. We had about 150 women on this yacht. It was 80 degrees, and it was just a smashing success. It was so much fun. So, um, so yeah, I'm just still kind of uh, catching up catching from that. Catching up from that. Kind of catching my breath. And guys, don't be intimidated by these strong-willed women. They're there. You're they're there to help you if you need help in a business. You know, just. You know, work with you know a, a small business nearby. Behind every powerful woman is a is a man. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and I think no, a lot of I think a lot of people really misunderstand powerful women. Um, a lot of men are very insecure these days because mm-hmm. culture has kind of displaced them. And I think for you know we're probably going into an age where men are going to start to be empowered again. But to to celebrate a woman's empowerment. I don't know. I kind of think more we're going to an age where I think they're going to start to be equal because men have backed off a little bit because you know they always told oh you're being too aggressive and now is the tables are turned. Well, I think men are finally accepting that women are um, just as strong. Are just as strong. Well, and women that, are yeah. women and men are men. And I think once well, our those culture are never going to change. As right. you say, I think once our culture gets used to the fact that a man is going to be a man, it's going to be a man. Well, and allow now that a woman has found herself exactly allow her, her voice to, her voice allow her to be herself it'll eventually come i'll go down the aisle i posted on my facebook there's nothing more sexy than an intelligent woman i posted that i love that i mean i've seen this trend lately of women wearing skirts up to their you know what you who very very bothering i mean it's very bothersome to me because you know even if i had the perfect body i would you would never catch me with that stuff hanging out wow. i mean it's down in that area um, so that's very bothersome to me, but I think that there is a time and place for everything. Um, but anyway, that sort of leads us to the next event that we have coming up. Our five, yes, uh, yep. very yes. excited about this. So it's five happening. Years. Yep, five years. It's a huge celebration, um, and it's a co-ed event, so men are invited. We've got about 350 spots. Once those tickets are gone, they're gone. And what wow. type of event is that? So usually this is much more of a party. We have the very fortunate opportunity to work with the Columbia Tower Club. They have very nice. um, they have use of the 74th floor currently. 
mm-hmm. as they go through their renovation. I was going to say, they're renovating right they're now, renovating. so it's going to be awesome. Yes, yeah, so I just became a member. It's going to be amazing. And um, we have use of the 74th floor. It's a, it's a, it's a vacant, sweeping um, floor, views of the entire city. Wow. And uh, we're turning it into a club for one night. So it's inspired by my travels overseas in Singapore. Oh, I, I love it. went to a club and uh, on the 71st floor of this great building down there. And I thought, you know, it'd be so cool if Seattle could have something like this. And lo and behold... We have this opportunity, so it's going to be very exclusive. It's a very nice place up there. I know Ooh, I've done it. Yeah. We've done a couple. We've been mm-hmm. up there for several different events. and for, Yeah, on the 75th and 76th. So yeah. this is going to be unique in that this space is only available for a few short months. That's sort of their wow. replacement space. So say, yeah. Yeah, Take so advantage of it. It's wonderful. That's great. It's going to be really exciting. It's called the Global Glamour Party, and it's happening on September 21st. And you can find all the information at girlpowerhour.com. Well, and we'll be we'll make sure to get it on the socially savvy um, sh- uh, website as well as the socially savvy event. Perfect. So, so, so we'll see you guys there. You. It's going to be a good time. Yes, I'm excited. Awesome. Okay, now we get to go to socially acceptable and unacceptable because well, blunt works best. Yes, it does. All right, we're going to start with the the nicer side of things, the acceptable, and so it is socially acceptable. To dismiss someone, or I'm sorry, it is socially acceptable to ask someone to repeat themselves if you didn't catch all of what they were saying or didn't quite understand. Yes. This is like, bounces right back to what you were saying, Jason, about um, reedifying or uh, what was the term you used? I had it and it went away. What is it that you said? Uh, where you clarifying. Clarifying, exactly. Yes. If you don't understand something and you are listening to somebody, truly listening to them and you don't get it, it is actually a compliment when you go, you know what, I, I didn't quite, could you say that again? I didn't quite grab all that. Because it shows that you are paying attention. Exactly. And you know what, there are those people. I have a tendency to be a little bit ADD, PQRST, and yes. something, you know, it's like my husband, we have this little phrase in, in our family, you know, all of a sudden you're talking with somebody, he looks away, it's like, squirrel. You know, that's how you <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you focus and you're like talking, blah, 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 squirrel, what, where? Um, so if you recognize that about yourself, the, the, one of the biggest compliments you can give to somebody is acknowledging that, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Would you please tell me again? Because basically what you're saying is, is I really do give a damn about what you have to say. Yes. A lot of people don't do that. They're just kind of like dismissive. They're trying to hide. Well, it's, yeah. in, it's, in, it's in one ear, not the other. Yeah. Which is useless, and now you're and wasting goes, your time. It goes a long time because you know the people that surround me right now is very strong-willed women, and some guys they they kind of show well, oh well, she said something because they feel that they can't like ask a question and look at you and say you know what oh yes you are a sexy beautiful woman but I have a question and then they don't know how to do that. And it's really frustrating because I deal with some guys that even to me you know. I personally don't consider myself like super aggressive, but yeah, some people go dude you just really were all over, and I'm like I was oh, okay. You know, or sometimes you go down that path, which leads into my socially acceptable one is to, again, to ask, to clarify. I said, what exactly did you mean? And a lot of times people don't do that, you know, especially in business. I, I've been, in our business life, I've dealt with someone who I didn't ask the right questions. I didn't, I put myself in a position where I would get hurt. And I did that because I didn't say, you said you did this. And then they got aggressive back. Not aggressive as in nice, I'm like, but aggressive, I'm like, oh, well, you need to do this because I'm so-and-so. And uh, and that experience of learning was kind of say, okay, yes, you got pushy on me, but I'm going to push back. says, I'm not acceptable with that deal. And I got burned by it, you know, over this, this last year. And that taught me a lot of things is to, you know, clarify. It says, okay, are you going to do that and then write a letter? 
I like it. I like that. I also think, you know, any sort of handwritten letter is good these days. But I think for unacceptable... Um, we balanced. You guys forgot your acceptable. No, no, I was no. acceptable. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're going from acceptable to... Uh, wait. Um, but we still need you to give us your acceptable. Oh, well, I was going to give it an unacceptable. Can I okay, well... Go, we'll because bounce I was to totally you first. No, let's, let's go, go that. I'm inspired by him. So, you go, girl. Socially yeah. savvy, unacceptable. Oh, sorry, I went right to unacceptable. No, 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 that's good. <laughs> well, socially unacceptable is because, you know what, blunt works. But no, I do agree. So acceptable is um, clarifying, asking questions, that kind of thing. Yep. But unacceptable, you go, and then I'm going to go ahead and jump nope, in on that go one. go for it, right now. Um, I So I... Um, so I host events, as you know, as I just mentioned, and I have a lot of people coming up to me constantly asking me for things, questions, but also more than that. They always say they want to pick my brain, and I don't know why, but that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I feel like people don't want to get to know me. They just want to jump right in and get what they what they can at that, Ooh, in that, in that they moment. They want information. I'm constantly being data mined, and that really bothers me, um, and it's something that I that I always try to impart on my uh, guests and just... You're not a drive-thru. No, and it really bothers me. So I think I always try to, to listen. I always find myself listening, but then I'm also making mental notes. I'm like, do I really want to help this person? So I think for me, um, you know, because I want to be supportive, but at the same time, I don't want to have people using me. So what I what I always think, and I always... So when we send follow-up information or blogs, um, I always try to remind people gently that, like that. Um, you know, networking is about building relationships. And in my eyes, building relationships isn't about asking, asking, asking. It's always, and what you mentioned this earlier, is um, if, if you're in the place of service, then you can't go wrong. So if you're in right. that place of service, what can I do for you? And even if you do want to ask that burning question, maybe it's at a happy hour later. Maybe it's, say, maybe it's you at a lunch later. I definitely don't um, think it's acceptable to walk up to somebody that you've never met before and ask, ask, ask. That's all. That's, that's my point. And, and I think that goes right into, you know, it's funny because listening to your story of what inspired you to start Girl Power Hour, um, one of the things is what inspired, inspired me to start um, Socially Savvy Connections, which is what happens after the show tonight, mm-hmm. is taking people from that networking thought process into that truly connecting with people. And if you're truly going to connect with people, you do. You have to you have to turn that little five-year-old off inside your head and go, you know, there's time for that. There's time for yeah, that. There's a time and place for that. If if the relationship is going to be there, if the connection is going to be made, then yes, that will naturally come out in the progression of conversation. I like, I like to sit there and say, like, you know, I haven't, I haven't met Darnell before this, you know, and, you know, she gets this all the time, say, hey, I want to talk to you more. And she's like, yeah, we'll talk more. But I don't, but have I ever asked you for anything, like, right off the bat without knowing you? Right. No. Well, I, but I had said this, it's like, you know, I want to talk to you more, but let's do this in a setting that's not around. Exactly. You. Which I, which I, I appreciate, do which I appreciate yeah. more than anything. And I think that's a big tip because I think the people that are asking, they, they're coming from a place of scarcity, um, of, not of abundance. And I think that when you're coming from that place, um, you're feeling like you need to get, you just need to, you need yeah. to get what you can in that moment, and I feel like that's just the opposite of what I try to preach. Well, and I think that that actually brings up a good point. And I have one unacceptable, but I want to touch base to this other one, which of course came out of this conversation. It's unacceptable to have an expectation for people to deliver something to you simply because you're at an event with them. I think yeah. a lot of people make the mistake of um, that if you're at an event that you owe them something. And that comes from this whole entitled thought process, the culture of the entitled. Um, You need to realize that these events were created in, yeah, networking is kind of on a 
topsy-turvy as, as how people feel about it, but you've got them, of these events that are evolving, and we're trying to teach you that it's about connecting with people. We're trying to teach you that it's about building relationships and that this is not a walk-in and in 15 minutes you've got 25 contacts, which you're going to make $25,000 off of. That is just you cannot go forward with that mentality and expect to get anywhere. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I just I think that um, it is it's our job as um, influencers and role models and mentors because that's what we are. Yep. And as women, I feel like if you are not mentoring, then you're not doing your job. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are always women that need to be mentored, and part of that mentoring really is um, is teaching them yeah. the right protocol. Yep. I'm not saying that everything is. Um, is right, you know, or that it's, you have to follow exactly what I'm saying, but these are things I've learned along the way. Well, and I think the, the, the biggest thing is people have a really hard time taking the wisdom of somebody else who's been there before, and again, that's very indicative of our culture, and we yeah. really struggle with it. Which, which goes into my own social unacceptable. You're unacceptable? Yeah, except unacceptable. Go for it. Is the unacceptable to take uh, permissions, take uh you know, take advances to where they'll do something for you. Again, uh, going back on on a previous person that I dealt with, he would take, you know, oh, I'm working with so-and-so, and we're doing this, so once you go in, let me run the show. And it's like, no, that's unacceptable no, no, no. for you to run the show because that's not what you're supposed to do. No. And, and I'm a person, If you're coming into something, you need to be enhancing it, not yes. trying to take it over. And you know me, I like to be, I, know, I don't talk about prices, I don't try to, you know, call out people, and, but we all know who this person is. <laughs> I think I do of, too, actually. <laughs> we all do. Sure I have my own running with that individual. <laughs> yes. And it, because it looks poorly on me, because it makes, oh, well, you it were friends with it. It definitely yes. reflects poorly on you, definitely. But you know what, though? People understand that you're an, an integrity, you know, yes. integrous person, and they're going to know that. Mm-hmm. It just, it, but it, you're right. You can take one comment, one person, one thing to tear down a whole, you know, yes. year's worth of, of work. But I think the people that know us best understand that well, we're really here to help. And, and I think the point needs to be made that we just especially when you're talking about being social and you're being mm-hmm. out at these different events you need to look at the individual and hold them accountable for their actions do not hold them accountable for the people around them because i i would challenge anybody to say that they know enough about all the people that they're at mm-hmm. a social event with to be able to um take accountability for their actions but and you learn. when was the last oh, time sure. you took accountability for somebody else's actions. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is we need to be responsible enough to take accountability for our actions. And do our research. And do our research. And, and try to. Because, yeah. you know, honestly, uh, the 2% that are criminalistic, there was nothing you were going to be able to oh, do anyway. No, you're right. And, you know, you're always going to come across sweet talkers and, you know, oh, yes. and that Charmers. are going to woo you. And charmers, exactly. And I think we have to all have to be aware of that because there are people out there that, you know, they want what we, that they want to do what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but the, but here's the long and the short of it is that what we've been doing is something we've been doing for a really long time, each was, and every one of us. Yep. And nobody can ever, nothing can ever replace experience, no matter yeah, what. I agree. I was just going to say the same thing. I've been doing this, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for, God, since I was 14 years old. And I've had my own personal business for two years. I'm still here. Yep. Where are those people? Huh. Well, they're they're gone. They're there's, gone. there's a lot of credibility there, so mm-hmm. and that's that's what you have. You yeah, have doing that. it five no, years. I would five agree. Years. Nobody can take that away from you. All right, LB. Okay, so Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at SeattleWineExchange.com. Just want to say quickly, girly girly wines. A women's wine company designed to serve women who are young. Holy shit. 
Okay, sorry, so guys. Our, our technology was a little out there. Girly <laughs> <laughs> Girly Wines, have that so you can calm down. Girly Girly Wines donates part of the proceeds to help fund breast cancer research. Check them out at www.girlygirlwines.com. We love them. We at Girl Power Hour. Very good. <sighs> So check out our um, different Facebook pages to find out all the fun events coming up. This week we have um, Socially Savvy is proud to be a part of Healthy Woman Health Work. Tuesday and Wednesday um, they are going to be here in Seattle. So go to Healthy Healthy Woman Healthy World and check them out on the Internet. We do have the listing on that. Tuesday night is Northwest Beauty Magazine. is hosting a uh, several catapulting events throughout the year to help business women be more productive, profitable, and efficient. So check them out on our webpage as well. Wednesday, Schmooze and Booze at Suite, as well as Thursday's Triple Door with the CD release for Jeffrey Castle. We want to thank all of our sponsors. We won't get through the list today, but we hope you have a socially savvy week, and we will thank you all online. Thanks so much, guys, for everybody.